Now into something that will impact you if you are in many towns that are protesting the merger of these two railways, which would increase train traffic. In fact, yesterday, a lot of elected officials got together and made their voice heard. One of them is Representative Raja Krishnamurthy. Thank you for joining us. I know that people support you, but what is it going to take for everyone's voice to be heard? Well, first of all, thank you for having me and, and paying attention to this issue. It's it's one of those um, that uh, I think people need to be aware of and they need to express themselves to their elected officials and to um, the Surface Transportation Board. A lot of them came out to our hearings. There were public hearings. Um, uh, the most notable was in Itasca, uh a few weeks ago, and hundreds of people showed up and I gave my statement there and then we had a hearing in Washington, D.C. last week, and I testified there. And just so that all your listeners know, um, this is one of those things where uh, the railroads are merging, and they're about to send, at the minimum, eight more freight trains a day down the Milwaukee District West Line, uh, which courses from you know Bensonville all the way to Elgin. Uh, and it could be upwards of 15 more trains, freight trains a day. Which, is, which has a very dramatically negative impact on public safety response since these trains could simultaneously block all the crossings in one town at one time, such as in Itasca. But it also has a, a really negative impact on Metra because Metra and Canadian Pacific, Pacific will share the same tracks. And yet Canadian Pacific will get to decide what gets to travel along those tracks uh, at any given time. And of course, they'll give a preference to the freight trains over Metra. So we're very worried about that. We're very concerned about that, too. Canadian Pacific contends it would only increase the number of freight trains by an average of eight per day from three to 11. That is enormous. Uh, Raja Krishnamurthy, your representative, is with us today. And uh, Senator Dick Durbin said that he didn't think the Surface Transportation Board had all the info they needed, but it seems like you have supplied them with not only your voice, but the voices of people who this will impact. What else do they need to know to make this decision? Well, I think they need to go and and reconcile the data. The data is heavily disputed about the volume of freight traffic that's going to be traveling down the tracks, uh, the public safety response times. You know, one police chief said yesterday that in Itasca, for instance, um, he estimates that because of the volume of freight traffic that's projected, it could take him, instead of 90 seconds, getting from uh, the police station to a call on the north side of Itasca to almost 14 minutes, Lisa. And as you know, you know, lives hang in the balance uh, when, when, when safety response times increase that dramatically. And so um, we want the, the Service Transportation Board to take another hard look at the data, issue a supplemental environmental impact statement that's called an EIS, and, um, and, and get the data right, get the conclusions right, so they can make the right decisions about the merger going forward. Congressman, can you explain why it is that this merger leads to, to more train traffic? I mean, are there other sets of tracks that are abandoned because of this? Or why is it that if there's a merger here, there are more freight trains on on one line? 
Well, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make Bensonville uh, almost the intermodal connection for offloading freight from their transcontinental rail lines, then, then putting that freight on trucks and shipping them out from Chicago to states all throughout the Midwest and, and, and further points. And, um, and so that's why they want to send so much freight down the tracks into Bensonville. But what we're arguing is that, uh, for one thing, only a small uh, fraction of that freight is destined for local places in Chicago, local companies, customers, et cetera. Why not have that intermodal connection elsewhere in a much less congested area outside of Chicago with plenty of access to the interstates? Um, why send all that freight into Chicago, such as they're doing. And if you're going to do that, Steve, then you got to provide money for mitigation. Because what that means is you're going to be blocking a lot of intersections, a lot of train crossings. There are 54 train crossings across those 20 miles of track. Um, and so this is by far the most um, impacted metropolitan area in the country by this very large merger. And uh, we think that it it deserves a unique set of mitigation measures to reduce the harm from it. So this will join two major railroads. It will stretch across North America, and they say it will provide economic and environmental and public benefits to the Chicago area and beyond. And you're saying we're getting hit the hardest by this. Do you see the merger going through and being beneficial if they listen to what you and constituents and other senators have to say about how they could make this happen with some certain safeguards in place? I think so, Lisa. I mean, what what we're asking is rather modest. Um, and there, there's some negotiations going on between the mayors as well as the railroads right now with regard to what the cities need to, to make this um, work for them, uh, work for everyone. But you know, at the end of the day, um, I think that what I'm very concerned about is let's just take Metra as one example. You know, my family and I, we ride Metra from time to time. All my constituents ride Metra, it seems like, whether it's for work or for other purposes. And um, Metra right now has recovered from its uh, low ridership of 3% of pre pandemic levels to now 45% of pre pandemic levels and it's on its way to getting back to pre-pandemic levels in the next couple of years, if this merger happens as proposed, hundreds of thousands of commuters are going to face um, really burdensome delays, and I fear it's basically going to drive them back onto the roads. They're going to clog the roads. Uh, it's going to lead to uh, greater environmental degradation, and it's going to set public transit back by decades. Congressman, if I can switch gears for a second, uh, no pun intended, the uh, OPEC has announced a couple of million barrels a day cuts in oil production. The White House says that shows that OPEC Plus is siding with Russia uh, when it comes to the Russia and uh, Ukrainian war. Is that your take as well, or what do you make of the, the announcement and decision by OPEC? Well, this certainly benefits Russia. As you know, Russia's economy is... Uh, um, is really suffering right now under the sanctions imposed internationally on them for their unjust invasion of Ukraine. And so they want to see higher oil prices, and that's what OPEC Plus is engineering through this particular um, uh, redu- reduction in production. 
But if I can say one other thing, um, I am now calling again on the Biden administration to invoke the Defense Production Act uh, with regard to um, basically improving and expanding our refining capacity, refining crude oil into gasoline. Right now, uh, we've lost a lot of refinery capacity due to uh, hurricanes in the past, as well as other issues. We need to stand it up again so that we can refine the crude oil that exists, supply more gasoline, and lower, uh, lower prices at the pump. I think that's really important right now. Representative Krishnamurthy, thank you so much for jumping on Chicago's Afternoon News. Hey, thank you, Lisa and Steve. Be well. Steve has your news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.